You are listening to the Magnetic Marketing Marketing Secret Gold Members Only Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Russell Brunson. I want to welcome you to our Funnelology course. Today I'm going to be talking about the new art and science of funnel building. And uh, we're going to be going over a lot of the core concepts about, um, about how to build a funnel, how to build an offer, how to have uh, value ladders, ascension funnels, um, and then all the different types of funnels throughout the value ladder. What are the lead funnels? What are the unboxing funnels? What are the presentation funnels? What are the high-ticket funnels? Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Now my guess is that during this training, um, there's different people listening to this. And for some of you guys, some of these concepts are going to be review. Um, some of you guys, everything I say is going to be brand new and you're going to be freaking out the, the first time around. Um, I want to recommend that if you are someone who's advanced and you're looking at this, pay attention because there are a lot of new things I'm going to be introducing. Um, there'll be similar frameworks you're, you're familiar with. But there's going to be new stuff weaved in through every single presentation as well. And I think that everyone's going to get a ton of value, whether you've been doing this for a decade uh, or a decade and a half like me, or if you're a brand new beginner who's trying to figure out how in the world can I grow my business online with sales funnels. For both of you guys, um, these, uh, this course, this course is called Funnelology is going to help you. Um, I call it the new art and science of funnel building because um, the first time I ever taught this, um, I spent the first 10 years of my, of my, um, my career online doing funnel building. Um, I launched tons of different companies. We had uh, weight loss companies. We had diabetic neuropathy companies. We had speed reading companies. We had uh, baby sign language, potato gun DVDs. We had all sorts of, of products and services where I was building funnels and doing this. And um, about man, five or six years ago, I decided to start teaching people about this. And I wrote my very first book ever called Dotcom Secrets, uh, which was the, the first real introduction to sales funnels and how people can use funnels to grow companies. And uh, about the same time we launched the book, we launched our software company, ClickFunnels. And hand in hand, that became the guidebook to help people actually use funnels inside their business. And for the last five years, um, it's been really fun watching people grow huge companies off of that foundation. Now, what's been fun is uh, right now my, my third book is coming out really, really soon. And I had a really short um, window to have a chance to actually rewrite the dot-com secrets book. And um, it's funny, the, the, first dra- uh, the first edition was 58,000 words. Uh, I deleted 30,000 words, and then uh, the book ended up being, I think, 94,000 words. So it's a lot bigger. So even though some of the, the, the concepts uh, in the book and some of the concepts you may have heard before, there's a lot of new stuff weaved into it that I think you guys are going to love and you're going to get obsessed about. If you geek out uh, like me on funnels, you're you're going to love everything we're talking about today. So um, that's what this new presentation is really based on a lot of the core methodologies they're taught in the new dot-com secrets book. Um, and uh, it should give you as a really good foundation to prepare yourself for whatever business you're in. Okay. So what I recommend is while you're going through this training course to sit back, take out a pad of paper, take out some notes. And as you're learning the concepts, only take notes on it, but at the same time, start thinking about it in the lens of your business. Like how would this work in my business? How would this piece work? And start thinking about those things because you start visualizing and seeing how this would fit in your business. Um, the more you visualize it, the more it becomes real to you and the more likely you are to actually use that as a, as a tool. I don't know about you, but I always, I, I, my entire career, I struggled in school. I think a lot of times it was because I was sitting there, I listened to the teacher talking and telling me stories and I'd be trying to pay attention. I take notes, but I'm like, I have no context of how this is valuable in my life. So because of that, we go right in one ear and right out the other one just as fast, right? And so for me, um, education got exciting when I had something to actually apply it to. As soon as I had a business and I learned something, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And I tried it and it worked. All of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I want to learn everything I can. And I started reading books and go, buying courses and going to seminars and events and everything I could do to dump in ideas into this side of my brain so I could test them over here. And the ones that worked and the ones that stuck, we started using over and over and over again. And through that process, I was able to build companies that have done hundreds of millions of dollars in sales um, and so my goal for you is that I don't want this stuff just to bounce off, you know, go in one ear and out the other one. I want it to be meaningful to you. I want you to be able to use it. So as I'm telling you about, think about how can I apply that 
to the business that I have or the idea I have, or you know, maybe I'm a consultant for somebody else's business. How would I apply these things to help grow their company? And if you do that, these things will mean a lot more to you and remember them better, and hopefully they'll serve you uh, at, a, at a much higher level. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in. Um, and again, there's going to be a lot of foundational stuff today. Um, be going over um, the secret formula and value ladders today. And then um, tomorrow, we're going to go deeper into each of the different phases of the value ladder. What are the funnels at the bottom of the funnel uh, of the value ladder? What are the funnels in the, the, the second tier and the third tier and the fourth tier of the value ladder? And I'm going to be going very, very deep into detail of what the funnels are, what they look like, what does page one look like, and page two and page three. So we'll get to that tomorrow, but today I really want you guys to understand the foundational stuff um, because if you don't have these foundations, it's really hard to build a funnel. When you do have them, building funnels is the easiest part of the entire equation. So this first session, um, I call this the secret formula, okay? And the secret formula is a really simple process that uh, when I wrote the dot-com secrets book initially, it kind of mapped out this entire, this entire funnel building process in like a couple really, really quick images, okay? And so if you look at how it works, the first part of the secret formula is who, Who is the person you actually want to serve? I'm going to dive deeper into this. Um, But who is the person you want to serve? That's number one, okay? The second question is where are those people? Okay, if I know I want to serve this type of person, where are they already congregating? So here's a lake and there's some fish. Okay, so that's the second thing. It's like where are are my people, okay? Then the third part of the value ladder is now that I, I know who they are, I know where they are, what is the bait that I'm going to use the fishing pole, to go and capture these fish. What's the bait I'm going to use? Okay. And then the, the, the last step here is after, I, after I've caught this person, I've caught this bait, I've brought him in, then where am I taking him? This is the little mountain here. Where is the, where is the summit I'm trying to take them to? What's the result I'm trying to get for my dream, my dream customer? Okay. And one of the big um, updates that we made to the dot-com secrets book, as you'll see when you guys have a chance to read it in the near future, is that this step we kind of identify like what is actually bait. And so if you look at, um, if you look at, what bait is inside of bait. It's kind of a three-step process we can go through today as well. It's hook, and then story, and then offer. And this kind of encompasses what your, what your bait is. Your bait is your hook, your story, and your offer, okay? So that's kind of what the secret formula is. It's a very simple process, but it really encompasses all of business. Who do I want to serve? Where are those people at? What can I use to get them? And then after I get them, how can I actually serve them? Okay, that's what the secret formula looks like. So if you look here on my slides, this is... Um, kind of a doodle of that. So who, where, bait, and result. Now, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into each of these aspects because um, I'm sure most of you guys just heard that. You're like, okay, cool, I got it. It's like, no, like each of these things, um, they could and should do an entire like college semester on each of these different aspects because they're so vitally important um, to what you're doing. Okay, so the first one I go to is who. Who is your dream customer? Who is that person that you want to serve? Okay, now I always tell people this, that if you're not careful, um, what most entrepreneurs do is they get excited about a product, they create a product, they start selling it, and they never think about who it is they actually want to serve. They're thinking about this idea they have in this product, they want to launch it. Okay, and I got started my entrepreneur journey, that's exactly what I did. I got excited about a product, I created it, I built it, I started selling it, and I didn't think once about who I wanted to sell it to. I just started selling it, and some people started buying it, I got excited, more people bought it, and one day, like three years down the road, I woke up, and I remember laying in bed, sitting there, and I was so miserable. I was making really good money. Um, I had all the things you would think were like what gives you a perfect lifestyle. And I'm laying there and I was like, I wish that I had a boss so that they could, he would fire me and I wouldn't have to go in the office today. And I started sitting there thinking, like, why do I feel this way? 
And I realized the reason why is because I created some really good products that attracted the wrong who's, the wrong people into my world. And I wasn't obsessed with my customer. I didn't like him. I didn't even want to see him. I always thought about this. I said, if I was to go on a cruise or go hang out with somebody or go to an event surrounded by my dream customers, would I be like, hey, guys, let's go hang out? Or I'd be like, oh, man, I got to go, go hide. And I realized like, I, I wanted to hide. I didn't, I didn't love the people I was serving. And because of that, I was miserable. And it wasn't until, um, um, until I hit rock bottom, my business was collapsing and failing, I was miserable, that I, I sat back. And I remember I had a friend, Eben Pagan, some of you guys know Eben. Um, he, uh, he had a training out there talking about your dream customer avatar. And, uh, and I remember hearing that, and I was like, I, don't, I never thought about it. I, I create a product, and I sell it. That's what entrepreneurs do. And he was like, no, no, no. you got to figure out who is it you actually want to serve. Who is your dream customer avatar? That's where you start. And he said, and he gave the suggestion. He said, go to Google Images and actually um, find images of the people who your dream avatar could be. And I thought, I first remember thinking that was like the cheesiest thing in the world. But I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So I went to Google Images. And I said, okay, who, who's my dream customer? What, what do they look like? And I went and I, I first started, I wanted to find two avatars. I wanted to find, uh, find a, a male avatar and a female avatar. So I went there. I went to Google Images. I typed in the name. So I said, okay, I'm going to name my avatar. I'm going to call her Julie. And I said, okay, no, what do I know about Julie? Well, Julie, if she's my dream customer, she's successful. She's driven. Uh, so she has a message she wants to share with the world. Uh, she, uh, she values her own personal growth over money. She already has her business to eight or nine or to eight, excuse me, to six figures a year. She just wants to grow to the next level. I typed those things in and all of a sudden all these faces popped into Google Images. I'm scrolling through and eventually I found this face right here. Now, I don't know who she actually is, but this is my Julie. This is Julie who popped out of Google Images for me. I was like, oh my gosh, she looks like someone I want to hang out with. I was going to an event. I'm like, hey, Julie, what's up? Let's, like, we should hang out and be friends. So I took a picture of this off Google Images and I put it in a frame and I had it on my wall. I said, this is Julie. This is my dream customer that I want to serve. Okay, and that was my first person. Um, the next person I said is, say, well, who's my, my, my male, the male counterpart? Like, who would I want to serve on the, on the male side? And remember, I, typed, I, I said, okay, I'm going to call this guy Mike. And so I called him Mike, typed in Google. I typed in a bunch of things. I typed in former athlete. He's changed someone's life in a small way, way and wants to share it with more. He values growth over money. He already has God's business five figures a year, but wants to grow it to six and seven and beyond. I typed all this stuff into Google images, and boom, this picture popped out of Mike. And I was like, Mike? Looks awesome. I would totally go hang out with this guy. We'd have so much fun. We talked about marketing and business and sports. And I would like, I would love to hang out with Mike. So I took his picture, I printed it out, put it on my wall, and I had my Mike and my Julie. Now, <laughs> I tell you the story because I, I was kind of almost doing it initially as a joke. So I was like, this is not like something that's actually going to work, right? But I did it, put them on the wall, and I started thinking about it. I, when I was trying to create different products, I look at them, I like, is this something that Mike and Julie would want? Is this something that my dream customer would actually want? Okay, if, if I said this in an ad, would that get that, them to like come towards me or would that repel and make them push away from me? I started thinking about these things and it shifted my mindset on so many things from how we created products to the different ads we made and all sorts of things like that. Um, now, kind of a, a funny backstory. Um, some of you guys know I've, I've ran an inner circle uh, mastermind program for the last um, six or seven years. And uh, this year, I actually put it on pause for a little while. My kids are going to be starting high school next year and a bunch of other things. And I just wanted, and not so much wanted, but I needed. I needed and wanted. <laughs> I needed both. Um, but, but I needed to, to, to block out time because I want to spend more time with my, with my kids. And so something had to go. And I had this amazing mastermind program that's making me tons of money. And I went to all my people and I, I paused it. I said, hey, I'm going to pause it for a couple of years just so I can get, you know, my kids through high school and all those kind of things. And, and it was a sad, emotional thing. This is actually my inner circle room. I meet with my inner circle members a couple of times a year. And, uh, and it was really sad. And I remember um, as I was sitting out there and I was talking to them the last day, the last meeting, and I looked out and they're all there. And I told them about this story. I said, you know what's crazy? I said, five or six years ago, um, I built out this customer avatar. And I started, um, I went through and I, I pulled up uh, Julie. I started, I started talking about like who Julie was. And I said, 
who here in this room is a Julie? And literally all the women's hands raised up. They're like, that's me. And then sitting right there was Julie Stoyan. And Julie's like, I've had so many people who read the dot-com secrets book and asked if this Julie was me. Because it's like, feeds, like fits her to, to a T. And I was like, I look, I said, because I put that out five years ago, all the decisions and choices I made led to a room full of Julie's. And then I talked about the mic and I explained the mic person. I said, who here is a mic? And all the men raised their hand. I was like, isn't it fascinating? This little tweak that I made five or six years ago just to define who do, who do I want to serve and then figuring out the products and services that they would want as opposed to me being like, this would make me money. This would be a good thing I could sell. I shifted it to focus on them first. And because of that little choice, that little hinge swung this huge door that now five or six years later, I had a mastermind with over 100 people in it, paying $50,000 a year to be part of it. And they're all filled with, with my dream customers. Okay, people I would want to hang out with anyway. And so that's the power. So that's the very first step is, is who? Becoming super clear on who it is you want to serve. Okay, if you're listening to me right now and you're like, I hate my customers, it's probably because you did what I did. Okay, it's okay to change, especially now that the beginning of a year, now is the best time in the world to change. In fact, I made this decision. It was right after uh, New Year's and there was a video that Tony Robbins and his wife Sage put out. They were in Fiji and I remember that they were, they're sitting there um, talking and Tony Robbins said, you know that, you know, he said, we can change anytime we want all year long. A lot of people during New Year's, they give themselves permission to actually change. And he says, I challenge you that if you're in a relationship you don't like, you should change it. So if you're in a business you don't like, you should change it. If you're in a whatever, and you need four or five, you know, if you're, if you're in a body you're not happy with, you should change it. And we're sitting there, and this is when I made this decision of like, I'm going to change my customers because Tony gave me permission. So I'm going to give you guys permission. Just because you've gone a year, two years, five years, 10 years down a business does not mean you can't shift it. You can't change it. I did. And on the other side of that, so much more happiness and fulfillment, it'll be worth it to you. Okay, so that's number one is who is your dream customer? The second question I was like, where are these people actually congregating? Okay becomes really easy when you realize like exactly who this person is. You know, okay, this is what the, what the person is, what they do, what they like. And you, the better you get to know who this person is, the better you're going to be at figuring out where are they actually congregating, okay? Like, where do they spend their time? I made a list uh, last night of just uh, some things to start thinking, thinking about, about where, okay? Uh, what are the top websites your dream customers already go to every single day? Okay, what forums or message boards do they participate in? What are the Facebook groups they participate in? Who are the influencers they follow on Facebook or Instagram? What podcasts they listen to? What are the email newsletters they're subscribed to? What blogs do they read? What channels they follow on YouTube? What keywords are they searching for on Google to find information? Okay, this is where your dream customers are, are congregating, where, the, where they're at. Okay, so your job as a marketer is to figure out, I got to find out where these people are. Okay, it's funny, I just wrote this book, Traffic Secrets, and um, whenever I talk to people about traffic, they're like, they think it's this magic mystery of like, okay, well, how do I, you know, how do I, how do I do it? Like, what are the keywords? What are the things? And they're always like worried about all the, the algorithms. I'm like, look, traffic is really simple when you think about it. It's just, it's just figuring out who your dream customer is and figuring out where they're congregating. Okay, one of my favorite stories, I'm sure you, most of you guys have heard me tell a story before, but when I was... Um, in high school and college, I was a wrestler. I wrestled in Utah growing up. I was a state champ there. I uh, wrestled a year at Brigham Young University, and they cut their wrestling program, so I came to Boise State, and I had my last four years here at Boise State. And I remember, um, uh, as much as I love my people, my wrestlers, we're not always the smartest uh, group in, in, any, uh, in any bunch. And um, because most of us were struggling to make grades, they made it mandatory for every single wrestler, you had to go to study hall every single night. So every single night, practice would get done, we'd all go home, we'd eat, and then we'd drive over to study hall, and all the wrestlers would be in study hall because we were all struggling in school. And so we're sitting there doing homework, and I remember uh, every single day doing this, and I remember it's probably two or three months into my, my sophomore year, and I'm sitting there, and, uh, and I'm doing, trying to do my homework, and then I'm, I'm like thinking about wrestling, thinking about my match coming up, and thinking about other things, and there's a, a website that me and all of the wrestlers always congregated at. 
and it was the mat.com. Matt hasn't has kind of shrunk in the last few years, and there's, for my wrestlers, there's bigger ones out there that are better, but the mat.com was the place when I was in college. And so I remember I'd go to mat.com, and I'd, go, I'd get sucked into, like, the message boards and, like, talking about this wrestler versus this wrestler and thing after thing, and, like, and, like that was my place. Those were my people, right? We hung out. We had a good time, and that's where we spent all of our time is, is all congregating here in this one spot. Okay. And I remember <laughs> kind of a funny story one day, um, as I was, as I was in there and I had to go to the bathroom, I stood up, I started walking out and I was looking over, I started looking at the other wrestlers. And I noticed that like, um, our 133 pounder was on the mat.com. Our heavyweight was on the mat.com Our 197 pounder. And I was looking, I'm like, Oh my gosh, all of the wrestlers in Boise in study hall are literally in this one spot right now talking about wrestling. I was thinking, I'm like, I'm sure it's not just Boise State. I bet you every single college campus in the country, the wrestlers are in study hall right now, and we're all on the exact same website. And it's not just happening in college. It's happening in high school. It's happening for people that have already graduated. It's happening in other countries. Like the entire world, everyone who cares about wrestling is all congregating in this one spot. So my question for you is, if you're selling a wrestling product, where do you go, where do you go to throw your bait in? Right? You just find out where are the wrestlers congregating, and you throw out your bait right there. I remember when I was in the, the, the mat.com, I would see there'd be ads on the side for the Granby uh, system wrestling thing and Ken Chirtow's wrestling camps and, and uh, the Sue Plays Dummies. Like all the ads were all in there all the time, right? They're all people throwing their hooks in, trying to grab people out of this pond. Okay, so same thing's true for you. you as soon as you get a clear picture of who this person is, then you can figure out where are they congregating. Okay, if you don't know where this is at, it means you've got to start getting deeper into your dream customer. Okay, you've got to start figuring out what podcasts they listen to. Okay, if you're not listening to the same podcast they are, you're going to struggle to, to, to speak to them because you're not going to know the language that they're already listening to. You're not going to hear what other people are saying to them. Okay, so you got to find out what are the podcasts my dream customers listen to and you should be listening. What are the Facebook groups that are on? You need to get inside those groups and be part of them and participate. Okay, you got to become part of these communities and that's going to help you understand how to come in here and throw your bait in. Okay, all right. So that takes us now to number three. So who's your dream customer? Where are they congregating? Now, what is the bait? The bait we're going to throw in. Now we found this congregation. We got to throw something in here to try to capture them, try to grab them, right? And so um, uh, in the past, I always said just throw out bait. But in the new version of the dot-com secrets book, I talk about how bait is actually this, this concept called hook story offer, right? We have this thing. We throw our bait in and we have a hook, okay? So if you think about it, they're, they're in this forum. They're in this community. And uh, visualize this. Right, here's this, here's this person, this is your dream customer, they're hanging out in this community, and they're on their, this is a phone, they're on their phone, and they're seeing all these, you know, all day they're, they're scrolling, they're reading things, they're, they're commenting, they're seeing stuff, and you're coming here, and you're throwing this hook in to try to grab their attention just for a second. Okay, so the first part of the process is you grab the hook to grab them, we're going to go deeper in this, you grab their hook, okay, and if you do it right, you get the attention just for a second, then you have this, this little window of opportunity now that you've got their attention, you have this window where you have a chance to tell them a story. And the goal of the story is to build a relationship and connection with you, okay? And then to increase the perceived value of whatever it is you're about to sell to them. Okay, so let me say it again. So the goal, the hook grabs their attention. Just long enough you can tell them a story. The story builds a connection with you and the, and the person, okay? And then gives you the ability to increase the perceived value of the thing you're going to offer them. And then you make them an offer, okay? So it's hook, yeah, hook, Story, offer. This is the framework. I'm going to go deeper into this here in a second. We hook them, tell them a story, and we make them an offer. Okay? And that's how you get somebody from this community to be able to get their attention so you can actually start serving them. Okay? Now, it's interesting. Um, I'm going to show you guys this right here. So this was, the, this was the first bait, the first 
thing that we put out there that was specifically to grab my dream customer. Okay, this was my hook to grab Mike and a Julie. Now, prior to this, as she has no, in before I had this 108 split test book, most of the things I was selling, like how to get rich quick on the internet, how to make money on eBay, how to make money doing that, like there are all these, these, these things that were like, um, they were attracting the wrong kind of person. It wasn't attracting entrepreneurs, it was attracting who wanted to get rich quick, right? Um, which those are the customers I didn't like that I didn't want to spend time with, okay? So I wrote this book, 108 Split Test Winners, and it was interesting. I, I took my existing customer list and I promoted it. I'm like, hey, I wrote this new book, 108 Split Test Winners. And of my, I don't know, 150, 200,000 subscribers ahead of time, the amount of people that bought this were maybe a dozen, okay? So this, this bait I put out there, what did it do? I put this bait out here and the wrong customers came and looked at it and said, 108 Split Test, what does that even mean? Okay, and it repelled them. They're like, I don't, like, that sounds like a lot of work. So that it repelled them and they, and they went away. Okay, but the right people, my dream customer said, 108 split tests, like, oh my gosh, if they're an entrepreneur, like, these are Russell split tests, simple tweaks you can make to your funnel, like, that bait attracted my dream customer. The Mikes and the Julies of, uh, uh, of, the, of, the, of the communities that we were, we were putting these, this offer out, they heard it, and they're like, oh my gosh, like, that's the thing I need, that's what I need to do, and they raised their hand, they came, and they bought it. Okay, what happened that was interesting is that my huge list of all these, these business opportunity seekers who wanted to get rich quick on the internet, they stopped responding to my offers, okay? And eventually, they all kind of faded away and they disappeared. And all of a sudden, this new breed of entrepreneurs, the people that wanted to work hard, that, that believed in growth, that, that wanted to figure out the next level, those people saw this hook and it attracted them. They said, that's amazing. They came, they came, they bought the hook, okay? They saw me make an offer, tell them a story. Like, let me tell you a story about this book. I told them the story of the book. They're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I must buy it. I need this thing. Made an offer, go buy the book, and boom, it happened. Hook, story, offer. I started getting my, I started grabbing my dream customers out of this place right here and started coming into my world. And that literally is what shifted my whole future. My whole, everything since then shifted because of that. Because I knew exactly who my customers were. I knew where they were at. And I created the bait that would attract the dream customers and repel the people I didn't want to work with. Does that make sense? Okay, so bait's the next thing here. Okay, so the question for you to ask yourself is like, what's the bait you can create to attract your dream customer, okay? And um, the sexier the bait, the more likely someone's going to come, come to you, okay? Like if I go back one, it says change your bait, change your customer, okay? If you don't like the customers coming in, change your bait, change your bait. Keep changing until it's like, oh, these are my people. This is the dream, these are the people I want to actually spend time with, okay? Change your bait, change your customer, okay? So start thinking through what's the bait you could create, okay, that you can go grab your dream people, you've been listening to one of our gold members only podcasts, make sure you upgrade and become a diamond member and get access to the diamond members only podcast as well. On top of that, you'll also get access to the whole enchilada with all dance courses and so much more. So make sure you upgrade to diamond now by going to diamondupgrade.com.